0: I guess I'm ready to be successful.
1: <laughs> that's great news! You deserve it. So,
0: you know, it's funny that you're talking about, you know, maybe some fresh ideas for the podcast. And listeners, we're always talking about our fresh ideas for the podcast <laughs> yeah. nothing ever happens. But, yeah. you know, that's fine. That's speaking of which for you. We're slow nuts. Mm, oh. Slow. <laughs> 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 Speak
1: for there there was, i am nothing was a, There
0: is an idiom growing in me and <laughs> i don't an know idiot, we're slow right? <laughs> growing chicken in the slow. coop anyways uh, capitalism had me by the balls today it rah, said yeah it said it said oh oh you thought your life was bad yeah bitch bitch grow up because it's getting worse and it made me risk my life and it said oh ugly you forgot your lunch Wait, you just forgot your lunch, I forgot too? forgot my lunch. Oh, God. And like, so now you're going to starve.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you deserve it. For for, and
0: you deserve it. So that was my experience with capitalism today. So hearing you talk about us becoming like rich and famous and successful. That's
1: literally not what I said. That's just what you heard by that's me giving I, ideas for the podcast.
0: Every time I hear you say, like, what if we, like, did something? Yeah, what I'm if like, we
1: actually, like, did something. I literally more? instantly
0: see myself in a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maserati looks like.
0: Yes, Britney Spears showed me okay. in, a music, <laughs> in a music video. It's like, as soon as you say that, I'm like, yes, I see that. Speaking, Speaking of, of which, which, I'm Skyler. And I'm
1: Sammy. Welcome to this week's episode of Speaking of Which. So, yeah, I don't know. We're just shooting around ideas, i'm having some combos because mm-hmm. it's good to check in. um I think it would be, we've talked a lot actually and gone back and forth and even asked our listeners like what What do you you,
0: want from us what do you
1: fucking want (laughs) like what do you fucking want and you keep listening
0: but you won't say anything
1: and no it's so funny because we've like teased maybe trying to have visual components to this podcast before Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: most of our listeners week that like our weekly listeners have said don't bother, I love listening, I don't need the visuals. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's, like, in a mean way, like, I don't want to fucking see your faces, (laughs) but I think it's because the current... I'm sure
0: some do think that. uh,
1: That's fair. I think that the current listeners, y'all... Have like a routine. You have told us that you, it's like, you listen to this on your morning commute to work every morning or you, you know, every night when you make dinner on Tuesdays or whatever it is, like, this is like your routine, your weekly thing. So I think our current listeners enjoy the audio only version because they have some sort of like, I always listen here, but to get new people and new friends and new fucking Mm -hmm. dumpster fire friends. Like, what can we do? And now nowadays, it's visual mm-hmm. components. And Skylar and I have always, like, tried to stay away from that. Because if you were to see what we're fucking wearing right now, what we look like...
0: I'm wrapped in an electric blanket in my pajamas.
1: But honestly, that's relatable. <laughs> and if we just filmed the podcast and had some sort of visual and uploaded it on some other platform. And those who want to watch can watch. And those who want to listen can listen. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to say, if you've been listening since the beginning... And like you're like one of our core two hundred or so people. Yeah. You are so important to me. Thank thank you so much for sticking around this long. Like, isn't it so long? It's been years.
1: It's literally been years. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that I don't know, there's so much shit I've said that I regret.
0: Me too. (laughs) That
1: I'm like, please forgive
0: me. Things that I've said about people that have re entered my life. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: so um if you if you dear listener can learn anything keep these, my name
1: out your from mouth. these
0: years no. of listening to this podcast be careful what you say on the internet period like yeah no conditions to that just be careful what you say on the internet and I feel like the things that I've said I wouldn't necessarily take them down it's funny for me to go back and listen yeah. to those things
1: because that's how you thought or felt That's how genuinely I thought or I in felt, that moment I'm, whether it was right or wrong mm-hmm.
0: but I would you know I feel like a big lesson is uh just because I've learned very much that just because I feel a way now yeah. does not mean I will feel any sort of way yeah. in the future even if I feel really strongly about something right like I am open to change yep
1: same <laughs> I learned
0: that a whenever
1: lot. <laughs> I talk about like a phase I'm in or something I'm doing or whatever I always this is very Gemini though but I'm always like but that's just me right now who says that i won't change (laughs) never say never very you know like Mm -hmm. justin bieber but i you know like with a diet or with like a fad i'm in or like a hobby or an interest and be like this is what i'm into now maybe it'll stay around for a really long time maybe i'll get bored and change next week so nothing's concrete people
0: mine stick around for a really long time and uh so like when I until ent- they don't when I enter a new phase yeah and then they're there until they're not yeah and so like it's always a real weird slow transition yep. for th- for things like right now all of a sudden it's books uh-huh. and like I yeah can, what
1: it's gonna be next
0: I don't know I feel like books is here for like h- at least a half decade y- like I'm feeling that into it well like, good
1: well good now I'm not saying that it won't be around for a long time I'm just saying what's next
0: hardcore
1: I, BDSM
0: that <laughs> yes. <laughs> I fucking know. You right. know what's so funny about like something like being like whipped in leather? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> what to do tell. I already not know about that? <laughs> um is that I've always wanted to be that guy. Like I've always wanted to be able to be the guy <laughs> I'm trying not to snort water out of my nose. Okay, I just feel like with the way that I carry myself, I just wouldn't look right in leather. You
1: want the power, but not the responsibility? Yes,
0: I want the power, not the responsibility. I don't want to have to do anything. We've established this over years. No, we get it. You know what? That's one constant. Yeah. We've established that over years. Doing
1: the bare minimum. I want
0: to do the bare minimum, and I want to get the maximum praise for it, you know?
1: You know what? That's never changed. It's a pretty redeeming quality in you. (laughs) It really is. It really is. Because, you know, the, I'm our relationships, our relationship and what we need, like, I don't need much more than that. <laughs> as long as you, I'm so, I really, I'm very particular. I have my ways. Mm. But all I require is the it's bare, the bare minimum, minimum. And you constantly give me that. <laughs> As long you know as you... And know what's so funny? And I know so many people who do, do not even give some, me bare minimum. Some
0: people can't give the bare minimum. Yeah. And that's their fatal flaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's funny. All of this, we're talking about uh, ways that we've, like, grown and, you know, all the stuff that's been going on over the years. And I actually found something about resilience. And I feel like we've had a lot of resilience with this podcast. Like, we, we, sh- we show up every week...
1: Every fucking week. We do
0: the damn thing. Yeah. I feel like that takes a component of resilience.
1: Or Virgo placements.
0: (laughs) Or Virgo placements.
1: (laughs) Compulsive and, you know.
0: I like the routine. I
1: like the routine.
0: And, uh...
1: I know what I'm doing every week. I
0: know what I'm doing on Monday. Yep. You know, I like that.
1: Sometimes Sunday night if we're And, like, I've
0: never actually felt like doing the podcast was difficult per se. But I do think that there's a certain amount of, like, okay... Uh, if there are, is a challenging aspect to it. Like, every week, we have to think of something new to talk about. Yeah. We're or, almost 200 episodes in. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes I don't know if we've already talked about something.
1: Yeah, we most likely have talked about things multiple times.
0: Like, have like, we talked like, about resilience before?
1: Maybe, but I, it'll, be different, it'll be different because we're... It'll be different because we're different fucking we're people. We're different than we were yesterday. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah, I it doesn't matter i don't care if people don't want to listen to something we've already talked about then they won't listen and if they do they will <laughs>
0: i feel like even our listeners are probably like have they talked about that yeah they don't know if
1: you listen to this you also have a fever dream every time like you, <laughs> if you, you listen to this
0: podcast it. you also don't know if we've covered something. no you don't it's highly possible we have but this article was really interesting it's from psychology today and then it led me off in, into other okay. platforms like it always does yes so, this initial article, it just came out a few days ago. Actually, it came out today.
1: Oh, okay, hot off the fucking press.
0: It's it's hot off the fucking press. It's by a woman named Vanessa Lobu. She has a PhD, and she's a baby scientist.
1: Oh. What the hell?
0: I've never even heard of baby scientists. Been scientist.
1: around a lot of babies lately.
0: Like, what do you do for a living? I'm a baby scientist. I fucking What the hell would that mean?
1: Honestly, that sounds really fun.
0: It does. You because just get to sniff babies. You get babies. to
1: study them, play with them, ask questions about them or whatever. I just whatever imagine scientists myself like poking do, and prodding. And then give them back.
0: So, Vanessa writes How to help young children build resilience. And then there's some just from this push title. Push him down the fucking push slide. Push it the fucking slide. So it says stressful times are an opportunity to teach children resilience. Here's how. So here are the key points of the article, everyone. There's four of them. Yeah. So between the global pandemic, um, economic downturns, blah, blah, blah. Last year was difficult for everyone. A.K.A. 2021. (sighs) Decades of research have documented serious consequences from chronic stress in childhood. But psychologists have identified ways in which parents teach children how to cope with adversity. And here's how to teach children resilience in the new year.
1: Oh, I feel like this could get dicey because we're bringing children in the mix. Yeah, because
0: we're bringing children in the mix. This isn't
1: just adults.
0: And that's one of the reasons I chose it. Because this... These tips are aimed at children, Mm. and some of them do translate over into being an adult. And I just wanted to see kind of how you felt about why we even need to be doing this with children and blah, 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 all of that. So one of the points I wanted to make first was something I see... um, uh, luckily for our podcast listeners, I try and stay in the loop and I scroll social media endlessly during the day. <laughs> oh, wow, we're so blessed. <laughs> and one of the discourses I've seen in uh, like spiritual Instagram mm. is people saying, like, I'm not going to be resilient anymore. Like, I'm just...
1: I'm not going to be resilient. I'm not
0: going to be resilient anymore because I don't feel the need to keep pushing up against all this adversity. I'm just mm. going to... End I don't it. know what end the, it all. I'm just gonna fucking end <laughs> I'm it, just basically. Is, off a bridge. Is kinda, is, and they don't really offer any alternative. They just say, I'm sick of resilience, and I get that. I'm sick yeah. Especially if you are a person of color, a woman, or you know, like uh, yeah, something uh, where every honest, day you're going up against something. There's You're gonna be so sick of this idea of resilience and feeling like I just need to be resilient. Yeah. I totally get that. But on the flip side, uh there is this piece of me that thinks you. I understand how sick people are of that. Yeah. You kind of still have to have it.
1: But it's like Frank Sinatra. That's life.
0: Yes, it's kind of like but life. But
1: it's when you say when you say it like that, it makes it seem like it's minimizing yeah. or like diminishing and I don't do any that. sort of struggles or like mm-hmm. pains or anything like people that. People
0: are just saying, "Well, be there resilient." Then we're of ignoring medium. that. Thing where okay, well, why do people need to be resilient in the first place towards certain things? Like, why can we not change our society where people aren't rubbing up against things? That
1: that is the real question. (laughs)
0: Why can't we just fucking be a better society? (laughs) Why can't we just be better? (laughs) And uh, as we've shown time and time again in this podcast, we can't. (laughs) I've read hundreds of articles on this show, and it all points in the same direction. We can't be better for some reason. You don't know why. So, do you feel like? on any sort of, like, regular basis, like, weekly or monthly or daily, that you have to be resilient against something? Like, do you feel like you come up against things where you have to, like, harden yourself up a bit and and bounce back? Hmm.
1: I think I'm very privileged, so I'll acknowledge that right off the bat. And I'm also, like, very just... Not even privileged, but lucky to be in the position I'm in right now where, like... I rarely leave the house. <laughs> I fucking I I get to do what I love. I get to set my schedule. I get to you know, I'm working on me and I have a good support system around me. Um I currently in this moment in time do not feel like I have to be like like resilient wouldn't be the word that mm-hmm. I would feel like I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis like I think it would be very—I um, don't know—it would be too extreme for me to say. Like, yeah, I'm feeling like so much resistance every day just to get up and make sure I go to my office, which is the room next door to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't currently feel like. That- that right now. Will mm. I never feel like that? I don't know. I just, I currently feel very blessed and I am have a pretty nice life right now.
0: Well, um, every morning I wake up, I have to call down the chalice of God to give me strength to yeah. wake up at 4.05am. Yes,
1: I would say you do need <laughs> resilience for so, your current working I need lifestyle. resilience for like my
0: job. And then, uh, I feel like there, you know, I was thinking about this because at first I was thinking like along your lines. I was like, oh, there's really not that much I have to be resilient about. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, "Oh my god, why am I
1: diminishing? Why am
0: why am I waking up every day needing so much resilience for just my daily life?" Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand like what the hell is going on. And it's just weird how different dynamics happen for different people
1: i feel like if you would have asked me this like a year ago i'd have been like yeah and it's not even the pandemic but it was like i had a day job and i was very blessed with a lot in that day job but i feel like there was Mm -hmm. big components that made it really difficult for me and i felt like i really did need resilience to get through the fucking day uh, and I'm setting my own. So I shit. hope
0: that's hopeful to some listeners out there. Maybe one day you'll enter a situation where you don't need <laughs> to call down <laughs> the power of God every day <laughs> to help you get through the day. Yeah. But so basically, um, the last few years have been difficult for everyone. Many people are struggling, consumed with anxiety and stress, and finding themselves unable to sleep and focus. So like these would be the main reasons that. You even need resilience because you're dealing with anxiety, stress. You can't sleep. You can't Mm -hmm. focus. There's a lot of shit going on. So how do you break past that? Yeah. And so she says, as a developmental psychologist and researcher on anxiety and fear in infants and young children, she's particularly concerned about the impact of the pandemic on young people's mental health. Yeah. And so she said one of the biggest things... So far is that a lot of children, like almost a big majority, have not been physically in school consistently in almost two years. Mm -hmm. Two years, Mm -hmm. no school. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine that. I went to school every year, you know, my whole childhood. So I can't Mm -hmm. imagine taking a two-year physical break and only Mm -hmm. having a computer.
1: The homeschool kids are finally getting the the one up. Yeah, the
0: homeschools are like, fuck you, other kids.
1: Fuck you. (laughs) I am learning and you're...
0: Crumbling. Nah. Yeah. So basically it said that these kids are currently they're isolated, still two mm-hmm. years into the pandemic, isolated yeah. from friends, isolated from relatives, you know, for various reasons. Especially yeah. friends and relatives that are like immunocompromised and are still yep. you know out there trying to do what they can. Mm-hmm. And it says some fear that they or loved ones will contract a virus. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. young children still don't Exactly understand. I
1: didn't fucking understand what, like, real germs were until I was in, like, fucking high school.
0: Me either. Because I
1: didn't give a shit. I was like, mm-hmm. I would get sick, and i like, okay, I'm like, sick. Like, remember when the but, swine like, flu thinking- was happening?
0: We were like, ha, you got swine flu. I and, was, like, like no college. one gave a shit.
1: Yeah. We fucking, like, yeah, but, well... Yeah, I'm
0: sure like the that CDC was, and people in charge gave a shit, but yeah. us in high school, it was all did big joke. It, a was it was just a huge a, joke,
1: huge meme. Uh,
0: yeah, and thank God it fucking just went away one day, and no one ever spoke of it again. Literally, <laughs> because <laughs> imagine if it hadn't. So it says, um,
1: I can, we just had our own like version of it where it's not gone away. By the way, I got my booster today, everyone I'm Oh, vaccinated, yes. caffeinated and ready for this fucking year. You're
0: ready for this fucking winter.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, it it's says,
1: 10 degrees outside.
0: There's also fear of racial violence, violence at home, yeah. losing your house to a wild, a wildfire, wildflower. A wildfire. <laughs> a wildflower or flood. It says very real life stressors that are more and more prevalent every day, especially due to like climate change and stuff. It just feels like, and a lot of it's being taken more seriously, just more reported. It's more in your face. And in her interest in like babies and young children, yeah. like elementary school age kids, I can't imagine being in fifth grade now. And then starting in third grade, you know, just trying to even understand what the hell a virus is. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could understand on a surface level that it's like a tiny little ball that flies at you and makes you sick. Or like people are
1: getting sick. Like, Mm -hmm. kids have been sick. They know what it means to be sick. Like, but
0: I feel like it would also just be stressful. Especially
1: for children who haven't explained or gotten the concept of death too Mm -hmm. and why sickness can be so scary like Mm -hmm. yeah it's just interesting and like i watch colleen ballinger a lot on youtube she plays miranda sings i don't know why i've literally just watched her for like the last 10 years it's like one of those channels where i feel like if i started watching her now i would not enjoy it but because i've watched her for so long it just feels like you know her yeah i know her and so i've watched from before, when she was married before, and then when she got married to Eric, and when she had her three-year-old son now, Flynn, and now she's got two twins, and she was in the NICU, and all that stuff, and, like, her and her family were really, really safe during the pandemic, and she was vlogging every single day, and we got to see what, like, it's just interesting, because she's got a three-year-old, and she's got two twins, two newborn twins that were very premature. And she still is, like, not leaving the house because she hasn't been, like, when everybody went to, like, oh, we're vaccinated, we can start to, like, kind Mm -hmm. of come out of lockdown and have some semblance of, like, reality and and all that stuff. Like, she was pregnant Mm
0: -hmm. and pregnant
1: with twins. So it was, like, she was still super high risk. And, like, Mm -hmm. then when she had the twins and they were in the NICU, the twins can't be vaccinated. So now they're super worried about getting sick for the babies and like i'm still watching her live her life and have a three-year-old and see like how he's dealing with not being able to go out like she took him to target one day or something and he like was so overstimulated and like lost his shit like because he does he never sees anyone they never go anywhere because they're afraid of like the twins getting sick and stuff and like Thinking about that, we're like, we're starting to try and come back to some normalcy as best as we can and still stay safe as we can. But there are so many families that don't feel comfortable doing that yet and are still Mm -hmm. in, like, full, full lockdown.
0: Um, So I imagine that that would be fucking stressful for the kids, especially if you miss Target, like I would have uh, if I was that kid. Oh, dude.
1: I don't know. It's just interesting to see. In some aspects, though... It's, I feel like, could be seen as a little bit of a gift where mm. every single outing or every single time they leave the house or they get to go do something, it's, it's like a, big, a big adventure. And it like makes, like, maybe it will make the really young kids like really want to explore and to try as many new things as possible and to like go places and really understand the beauty in the little things like getting to go to the store or getting to go on a little trip to an airbnb or something like that like maybe it will help this generation to keep that like childlike wonderment about things where like you know our generation was like oh, we're going to the fucking grocery store again like
0: was <laughs> like, so blessed when i was little did not have to go to the grocery store what i was allowed to stay home uh So lucky. I was so lucky, and I knew it too. Yeah, because I hate grocery shopping to this day. Even when I was little, and I how were you
1: able to stay? Because you had older siblings that would watch you. No, (laughs) wait, they would just leave you. Absolutely. Wait, your mom would... Do, well, did you have another parent there?
0: Um. So, like, my mom did actually did not do the grocery shopping. Dad did.
1: Oh, so mom was home watching and dad I did guess. the grocery I shopping. I I didn't
0: even realize. I don't know. It was all very confusing. Okay,
1: because we did the grocery shopping while dad was at work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mom, like, either after her work or before her work, she was a bartender for so many years. So, like, she watched us during the day, and then dad would watch us at night type thing. So she would get, like... We would fucking have to go and do all the grocery shopping. <laughs> she would have to fucking bribe yeah. us too. She'd be like, listen, we're gonna go to Nino's. We'll get you like the sandwich. Ooh, there was like this, I don't know if it was like a mufalata or whatever. There was a, a sandwich. What, what, what's that sandwich that we had in New Orleans?
0: Oh, it wasn't a mufalata. It was like a chacuda buddhu No,
1: it wasn't a mufalata.
0: I don't remember there up. being an do- M. Do-
1: Yes, it was, bitch.
0: A mufalada?
1: Right? That's what those sandwiches are called. And it's like a fucking... It's almost like a, a pie sandwich, but not a pie. It That's
0: looks a- similar, but it's not. Let me see. Mufalada. It's a
1: fucking mufalada. Don't tell me it's not.
0: i They to had them at the
1: store, and that was the only thing that kept this little tourist moon interested in going <laughs>
0: grocery shopping. Was the mufalada? Yeah. I feel that like
1: or her letting us sit in the cart and putting all the groceries on top of us, which never really happened.
0: I think if my mom was going to try and drag me out, she'd be like, I'll get you a Slurpee. And <gasps> I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'll go with you if I can have a Slurpee. Yeah. So, basically, um, however, these are the effects of childhood stress. Now, these were freaky.
1: Mm.
0: Says um, So freaky. So freaky. This, one, this article made a good point. So about why resilience is needed. On top of the pandemic, like on top of all of that, it says children cannot be protected from everything. It says parents get divorced, children grow up in poverty, mm-hmm. friends and loved ones are injured, fall ill, die, um, children experience neglect, physical and emotional abuse, bullying, families immigrate, end up homeless, live through natural disasters. It says like no matter what you do, you cannot protect your child from everything. No. So everyone needs to have that arsenal of resilience. Right and so it said there are long-term consequences it says hardship in childhood physically alters brain architecture developing children it impairs cognitive and social emotional development it impacts learning memory decision making and more it says you can develop emotional problems act out with aggressive or disruptive behavior we all knew those kids from unhealthy relationships or end up in trouble with the law it says um, school performance suffers Um, your risk of suicide drug and alcohol abuse increases um, and you also develop lifelong health issues: heart attacks, stroke, obesity, this is diabetes, the most cancer. Most
1: positive I, I don't
0: know. I just thought it was ever. really interesting that childhood stress follows you your entire life.
1: Well, adult stress affects you so negatively. I can't imagine how childhood, childhood stress.
0: I think I guess because like when you're a child and you grow up with that stress, and you just hold on to it so tightly and you never let it go. Mm-hmm. I just feel like your brain would be producing all of those things to survive and then it just ends up killing the thing that's trying to keep you alive ends up killing you early
1: Mm.
0: how fucked up is that
1: that's so interesting
0: I, when I was reading that, I was just so disturbed. I was like, oh my God. I
1: have to ruin everyone's week with this information. So I hope everyone's having a great week. I love that. Um, so,
0: and then just so everyone's clear, resilience is defined as the ability to spring back, rebound, and readily recover from adversity. It's a quality that allows people to be competent and accomplished despite really tough circumstances.
1: I feel like my... My biconic athletic childhood was really important or really crucial for me understanding resilience. Like all those stupid little drills that I hated to do, that like no one wanted to do the drills or whatever Mm -hmm. before the game, and it was like. You the girl that was like,
0: Coach, you forgot to do our warm-up.
1: No, I fucking
0: (laughs) hated.
1: Like I hated the drills. Like I just never Well, it depends. Some drills are fun, more fun than others, depending on Mm -hmm. what, what, you know, what sport you're playing. But I was the person that didn't like to admit, like, I guess warm up. I always loved stretching, but like, I always felt like, oh, why are we fucking playing catch? We're about to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, why are we playing catch? It was to warm up your arm. Fucking, I hated that shit. But anyways, there's, you know, drills or games or whatever, like competing or working on some sort of sport or even the hobbies that I did, like, I think I told you I went through a phase where I, like, wanted to, like, make my own purses and I'd go to the thrift store and buy, like, old shirts and cut them up and, like, sew buttons on them and stuff and, like, make my own purses.
0: I'm going to process that for a minute. Yeah,
1: you know. um, But, like, any sort of hobby or sports or anything where some sort of practice is involved, there is always going to be, like trials and tribulations to that practice there's always going to be ups and downs like you're either gonna have a rough day at practice where like everything goes wrong you miss every ball or like you just don't feel like you have the stamina or like you know you're focusing too much on how good that teammate looks in her spandex so where like you just don't feel like you're doing the most and when it comes down to game time it's the same thing. Like if you're down and you can't just quit, like we can't just get, well, sometimes they do forfeit games, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, once you get to a certain age and you're in a game setting, like even if you're getting your fucking ass handed to you, you still have to give it your all because you never know. you I, we've had comebacks of the century, or mm-hmm. you know you don't want to get your ass beat even worse than you already are. like so you think there's sports, just sports
0: essentially. Well,
1: I think sports specifically taught for you me some
0: like symbolic ways of, yeah, resiliency. I feel like
1: resilience in a healthy way. Whereas, like, I do Mm -hmm. have a lot of childhood trauma that probably taught me resilience (laughs) in maybe not the most, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. ways. But I'm looking at my own life and I feel like that's why I tried to give the example of making purses and stuff, too, because, like, I went through so many fucking fails I mean, if I looked back, they were some all fails. Some say we still are. <laughs> I was going to say, they probably were all fails. But, like, I had some where I was halfway through the project, and I just had to scrap the whole thing because I fucked it up, and there was, like, no coming back. And I'm like, I could either never make another purse, or I could keep going. At some point, I chose to never make another so, purse. Yeah, apparently at so, one uh, point you chose so maybe, to never make another purse. So I think, I think fucking sports was probably what what's better.
0: I don't That's know. So I'm just trying
1: to, like, think about how to connect it with my own childhood without bringing my
0: yeah exactly parents
1: traumatic divorce into it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so I think sports and I'm sure that there's things for other people that Mm -hmm. you know taught them resilience in healthy ways so what is something from your life Mm -hmm. or your childhood that you think helped you with resilience
0: instead of Sports making me resilient. They literally beat me into a pulp. I
1: know. They were just
0: such a wimp. They made me such a wimp. And they just... In fact, they made me less resilient. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, only because not
1: I... Not everyone can be... There can only be one sporty spice. There can only
0: be one sporty spice. And ain't that the goddamn truth. I was not sporty. Hey, you're baby. I was baby spice. <laughs> and, like, obviously.
1: My mommy's my best friend.
0: That's you. <laughs> and so... Uh, instead, I don't know. I feel like my resilience also like, in a big chunk comes from like complicated childhood stuff. Okay. And especially, however, this complicated. is...
1: Complicated. That's nice. Yeah, complicated.
0: That's a nice way to put it. And my dad, on the other hand, though, was very, like, uh, I don't know. Like, resilience was just something you had to have. Like, it wasn't... It's almost weird. It's not like I was taught it. It was more like something assumed. Like, if something happened to you...
1: It's not something you have. It's something you are. something you are.
0: <laughs> and so I feel like if something happened <laughs> and we were upset about it, it was almost like it was just, it was weird to be upset about something. Mm. Like we weren't supposed to be upset about things like, yeah. at all. And so like, I feel like I just kind of internalized that to a degree where nothing can faze me and I feel nothing. Yeah. So thanks dad.
1: Yeah. But- <laughs> Love that for you.
0: So it does say, however, that this is really interesting and it's got some hope. I think this is the paragraph that has hope. Hope If this paragraph doesn't have hope, one is coming. (laughs) Okay. So it says, if
1: this isn't it, there will be
0: coming eventually. So the same executive function skills that create academic success seem to bestow critical coping strategies. So with the capacity to focus, solve problems, and switch between tasks, children find ways to adapt and deal with obstacles in a healthy way. And I felt like this was, okay, this is not the hopeful one. But so executive function, I think, I assume that meant like the brain.
1: I'm just listening to you.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought there was a bug. No. Okay,
1: relax. I'm just listening. I'm just not looking directly at you. So basically
0: like the same areas of our brain that create academic success also help us be resilient about things so like there is like a brain component to this and like we can look at your brain and so like see... you
1: have to have a brain you have, have to have you do have to have a
0: brain to be resilient okay
1: just wanted to make sure i was hearing so, you right so
0: it says controlling behavior and emotions is key in a recent study eight to 17 year olds who maintained emotional balance <laughs> cannot relate okay despite what
1: in- fuck wait what was that age range
0: Eight
1: to seventeen. Listen, nobody. What
0: sixteen-year-old is maintaining emotional balance?
1: None of them. It says, Never however, job is who are, to
0: <laughs> is to try and maintain emotional Christ. balance is still my full-time fucking job. <laughs> That's so true. So it says maintaining emotional balance despite mistreatment were less likely to suffer from depression and other emotional problems. Oh, wow.
1: I'm so blessed Oh, here's
0: So a parent or caregiver's consistent support and protection are crucial for healthy development and the most important of these relationships. Other caring adults can help. Friends, teachers, neighbors, coaches, mentors, and others. Having steadfast support lends stability and helps kids build self-esteem, self-reliance, and strength. And then it kind of goes on to talk about like Ruth Bader Ginsburg as an icon of resilience.
1: Okay, I love that.
0: It goes on to talk about uh, John Lewis uh-huh. um, becoming um, like a face of resilience, and so and especially faces of resilience in situations where they grew up with such tough circumstances and still pulled through it. It said that like if children can't see those good role models in their own life. To be able to direct them to people that are like them that did have resilience, so like they can look it up basically themselves and mm. and find their own relationship to it. Yeah. So now this is the meat. <gasps> that
1: would be such a good like little like mm, I don't know what I'm trying to say like research paper research topic. Research paper. Find somebody in history that who showed has resilience. So res- yeah, who showed resilience? I think that's like
0: a great little paper, especially yeah. if you found one that resonated with you. So now here's. Hey, teachers, the, you're
1: fucking welcome. Your re- if you you're go. a teacher,
0: you're welcome. So, this was the best part of the article, the positive part. Encouraging resilience at home. And I felt like this could apply to everybody. <laughs> Phoebe and I just made eye contact.
1: Phoebe is out of her little bed, and she's up and at him and causing a Probably scratching a, a tick
0: into my carpet. A tick? It says, there she are many ways... fucking
1: wa- ticks.
0: There are many ways parents can help their children... Build resilience. <laughs> allowing. Ch-
1: <laughs> she's underneath this bed. Stop. She's now. making
0: me nervous under what? there. What
1: do you got underneath there? I
0: don't know, is the problem. Uh oh. She's going to bring out like a nine inch dildo. <laughs> okay, in relax.
1: Teeth. Come here. Come on, baby. Come here. Good girl. Come on. We're almost done. Come in your bed here and lay down. Come on and lay down. And then we'll go get some food when we're done. Okay, yeah, is she there? That.
0: Okay, she's good. She's good. I'm happy now. You're
1: welcome for her little appearance on the podcast. Okay,
0: everyone, we're encouraging resilience. See, I just showed resilience.
1: Yeah, did you by know allowing all? Phoebe
0: to go under my bed.
1: No, I don't think that's what you showed. I think you showed Okay,
0: our listeners going to all agree
1: panic is what you showed.
0: <laughs> so, there are many ways parents can help children build resilience. Okay, now this one is so important. Okay. Allowing children to talk and really listening shows caring and acceptance validate their feelings and help contextualize issues sometimes the answer is allowing kids autonomy trusting them to try things on their own and fail and helping them solve problems deal with anger disappointment so like allowing your children to go out into the world Mm -hmm. fuck shit up and then come home and then be able to sit with them and and be able to talk about it validate their feelings it says that's just the biggest way to encourage resiliency 99% Ninety
1: nine percent of being a good parent is just showing up <laughs> like, and literally, being supportive. Just being there. Just being there. Literally just being like there. It,
0: like yeah, psychology asks honestly at the end of the day, psychology asks so little. Mm-hmm. Just be there mm-hmm. when they need you. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that you have to be there 24-7.
1: Do the best you can. Do the
0: best you can. if you don't and fuck them enough. up,
1: if you don't fuck them up, the world will. The world will. And they're going to need you either way.
0: <laughs> so. So I thought that was really great. Just like this really simple way of encouraging resilience at home. And and they went on to do some like other more complex stuff. But I feel like that was the biggest, most potent one. Like.
1: All right. I have a good question. And maybe you can use the tarot. Okay. For an answer. What is the one, even if it seems stupid and trivial, like what's one area of your life that you feel like you need a lot of resistance in?
0: That meet a lot of resistance? That you
1: need. That you need a lot of resistance in. And
0: What do you mean by need resistance?
1: Resilience. Sorry. Oh, resilience. resilience. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, and... Like what area? Like answer. It's like, it. like where do I
0: need more resistance? A no. lot.
1: <laughs> resilience. <laughs> Literally all of the places.
0: <laughs> so many places.
1: <laughs> um, resilience. How? Like what specific area of your life that you feel comfortable talking about? Do you think like? You is it need picking through resi-
0: my walls too much, and I just really need to toughen up a little about something? That what? Like, are you talking about like a area in my life where I need more resilience,
1: or like that you? That you feel like you, yeah, no. Like, I need just, to be
0: tougher in just this Just give area. me an
1: example of your life that you need resilience. Like, on a daily basis. Or, like, a lot. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just, what's, um, every day. <laughs> I mean, you gave the example of, like, needing to wake up at four or whatever in the
0: morning. Yes, like, I, that need, could I be your literally example. need to activate or resilience. Or it could be something else. I r- literally need resilience for waking up so early. Like, mm. that is an actual example.
1: Okay, great. And do you find that hard?
0: <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> Great, now shuffle up the tarot deck and see what-
0: How I can make it how better? How you can
1: maybe, like, make it a little How maybe I can get itself. a little tougher? Yeah, it's probably going to tell you to fucking just-,
0: just Give up?
1: Get, get over it.
0: Tarot knows me so well, it's never not told me to give
1: up. The Guided Hand Tarot is
0: By Irene Mudd. the
1: uh, deck he is pulling from. So, so how can in I, the morning,
0: how can I, like, what can I tap into to give me that boost of resilience that I need so early in the fucking morning? <sighs> queen of cups
1: okay great queen of cups Let me see this is my
0: immediate thought okay i never leave myself enough time in the morning to actually make a cup of coffee or like yeah. make a hot beverage on yeah. a cold morning yeah. and like my immediate thought was hey dummy yeah why not just wake up five minutes earlier oh. and then you could probably have a better morning
1: Okay, so the resilience isn't coming from waking up early. It's coming from, like... Waking
0: up too late in my early morning, and then I'm rushing every morning. Okay. It'd be
1: really nice if you could sit in that chair and just...
0: And sip something for, like, even if it was, like, two minutes. Just be able to sit and, like, okay, this is happening. Yep, I feel like that would make my day better. That was my Queen of Cups interpretation for that. Oh,
1: my God, that's so cute. I love that. Okay, um, what... Do I need resilience? Again, I want to. Let's just find what
0: you need resilience in in the first place.
1: Oh no, that's a dirty little game. That's a risky
0: little game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't overthink it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, where are you triggered right now? Um, I'm using this as a rubito tarot by Stacia Barrington. Okay. Seven of Wands.
0: You know what's? I, I pulled that card for myself right before the podcast. Remember when I was shuffling while you were talking? Yeah. That's the one that I pulled. Really? Okay, just fun fact. Okay, keep going.
1: What came up for you?
0: Nothing. I was just looking at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you, you guys ever just pull cards and then just look at it and literally think nothing and then just put it away or keep it out? And I, th-
0: like, I thought everybody does that. Mm,
1: no, sometimes that happens to me. I, yeah.
0: a lot. I love that <laughs> for you. <real. laughs>
1: um, that's, that's a
0: common thing for you, right? Seven of Wands, yeah. uh, Ten of Wands. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Nine of wands. Okay,
1: give me one keyword for the Seven of Wands and maybe I can say.
0: Resilience. It's literally the keyword know. for the Seven of Wands. So,
1: like, where do I need more resilience?
0: You're resilient. literally like. I mean, that's kind of interesting, though. Like, maybe you're... uh, Okay, here's the thought. Here's the thought. Maybe because you are in such a good space Mm -hmm. or whatever, your resilience, like, store Mm -hmm. is not being used. Mm. And so, like, maybe when something does happen... The littler things
1: are, like, more The littler things are
0: starting to become the things you need resilience against. So, like, you just need to remember something. How hard my life was. How hard your before. life was.
1: Like, remember where you came <laughs> remember from. Remember where you
0: fucking came Yeah, from. I don't
1: know. I'm, like, drawing a blank on this one. But I like that. I do think... Man, where were we? Oh, George and I actually went out to dinner. And we don't really go out to dinner. And we went out to dinner the other night. And it was um, a little place right by the house.
0: Was it romantic?
1: No. And it was fucking packed in there and i was i was panicking like i was panicking because we had to wait for a table and so i was like once we get to the table i'll feel a little bit better because the tables were you know whatever but like i just realized that when i get and i leave the house i'm only typically going out and around like i see my grandma i see our friends which is like a group of maybe six people at a time Mm -hmm. and that's it like i don't go or do anything outside because i work from home and so now like when we went on the cruise that was so much for me it's only been a few months but like i was so overstimulated that i felt myself getting really like i would say cranky but i was more so because i was like on edge like i was really really on edge and i'm sure that the pandemic isn't like helping Mm -hmm. but i feel like pandemic aside even just being in that big of a crowd without the worry of a -hmm. fucking deadly disease even though we're vaccinated and boosted and whatever the fuck but like just not being around people and then being around that many people in an environment that's like hustle and bustle that would have been nothing for me and now i'm like realizing that i live a different energy space like i don't know I was dripping with toxicity before, and now the slightest hint of it has made me weak. I'm weak. I, um, yeah, I, I, maybe that is what it is, is that, like, the littlest things now are the big deal. Yeah. Which makes me sympathetic to older people, and when they Mm -hmm. complain about, like, doctor's appointments, or the little things, like, their TV not working, or whatever, like, that is the fucking, that that is the the big deal of the week. Mm-hmm. If they don't, if their show doesn't record, or if like, mm-hmm. whatever, someone didn't call when they said they were gonna call, because the the amount of things that they have to think or to worry about are,
0: yeah, the, I don't know. At the old folks home, the TV yeah. going out is not worst good. case
1: scenario. That is
0: worst case scenario. Oh god. Because they've got their favorite programs. Yeah. At specific times. Yeah. And when that when that's not happening. Yeah. Life is not happening yep, for Skylar. That's for fucking sure. I
1: love my grandmother dearly, but I go over there weekly, mm-hmm. and she lives alone, and she's 80. And she, her TV's broken every single week I go over there.
0: And she is... Why are old people's TVs always broken? And TVs don't break. No, they don't. Why she do just keeps hitting
1: the input button and does oh, not yes. remember that it has to be on a certain input. I've literally taken her remote and taped over the input button and wrote in marker, don't do touch me. Button. Like, don't touch. And she's
0: I don't still know how they do it. changed
1: the input somehow.
0: It's, <laughs> like, however, yeah. I'm the old lady that looks at the button that says "Do not push," yeah. and I'm just like, I have to, <laughs> I have to fucking push it. It's,
1: it's, I'm gonna push it I'm
0: gonna push it. Yeah, obviously. So, um, I could keep going. What's our timestamp? I need to know how I can s- structure the rest of this.
1: I don't know, you tell me. Uh
0: oh, what's that all about?
1: Mmm, forty-four minutes. Are oh, we gonna perfect. take a quiz or something? Yes,
0: we absolutely are. Oh, if we, you oh, are feeling down.
1: Take... I love the stupid quizzes. So
0: I have not looked at the answer, the questions or the answers, but I found a quiz and the picture made me laugh. So I felt like maybe this could be the one. Is Phoebe gone? It's fine. Yeah, she's see, underneath your bed. See, again. I'm resilient. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is a picture of a pickle jar. Wait, that made me laugh.
1: Sh- oh wait, that was a car. I thought she was like. <laughs> your bed
0: <laughs> honestly, I don't know what I would I would let's play a
1: little game first, actually. and like let's go and name ten items that we can see in in your room just to paint a picture for our listeners. okay, you go. I one. see
0: a little book ornament,
1: oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, I see. A study Bible on the ground.
0: A chronological study Bible. New yeah. King James Version.
1: Okay. And you go.
0: I see your water precariously <laughs> on my bed. Not even on a coaster. I a big mason jar full of water on a tarot deck. Just <clears throat> shaking a little.
1: Yeah. That's the vibe. That's what I see. That's three. Okay. I see... Um... A black trash bag just laying on the floor. <laughs>
0: With a pair of boxers a on pack,
1: it. Pair of, there's a story there. <laughs> we don't need to know it, though. What else there do you see? There is a story, but I can't get <laughs> I into know. it. No, you don't want to know.
0: <laughs> what do I see? What else do you see? I see the scale you gave
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> it to it. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see... mm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be mindful. I see some herbal supplements on a nightstand.
0: CBD oil?
1: Oh, CBD oil.
0: It's that same one I've
1: had since
0: Yev came to visit.
1: Do you use it?
0: Well, it's almost gone. It's just too lazy to throw it away. Did you
1: find it helpful?
0: I found it helpful on the bottom of my feet. Like, when I would rub the CBD oil into my feet, all the pain would go away. How weird is that?
1: Such a fucking Pisces Ascendant thing to say. But anyways, okay. Oh, really?
0: So. Um, I spy with my little eye (laughs) my beard trimmer.
1: That's a good one. I spy with my little eye... Wait, you really do just have your fucking beard trimmer just out and about. (laughs) An empty Tupperware bowl that was used as some sort of bowl and it has a fork precariously in it.
0: Ate a salad last night. Mm, I, made salad. Made I made a salad. You made a fucking salad and ate, salad and ate it?
1: I am really proud of you.
0: I don't do that, guys.
1: I don't know how we're... I think we're at eight. So two more or things. Eight, I
0: see my vacuum cleaner.
1: Oh, yeah. And um, I see... Whoa! What? There's a lot of shit underneath there!
0: I don't know what's under there, be careful.
1: Uh-oh! Uh-oh! I see a can of soup underneath your bed.
0: Wait, is there really there's a can literally of soup a, it's my It's either bed? a
1: can of soup or a can of beans.
0: Oh my god, there's a can of soup <laughs> under
1: my bed! Get it, is it opened?
0: Yeah, it's from when I had coronavirus. Is it opened? Yeah, it's open.
1: Ew!
0: That is gross.
1: Okay, that was fun.
0: Now what? <sighs> okay, so now I need to ask you these questions really quick before we run out of time. Okay. So, the quiz is, how tough are you? Because yeah. I thought we were doing a resilience quiz. I want to see how tough you so are. so tough. When you have trouble opening a jar's lid, one, you ask someone to open it for you. Okay. Two, you put it in hot water. That helps. Okay. Three, you never have trouble. Or four, I keep trying till I open it.
1: This is such a fucking stupid question. First of all, I have a hard time opening jars because my hands are small. Okay, Okay? that's just physics, I think.
0: That's anatomy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> same thing so I'm gonna if say you ask someone husband else to open is it is standing you. right next to me and is stronger and has mm-hmm. bigger hands listen I don't it make the rules of the quiz it doesn't mean I don't have qu- resilience don't it means it's a fucking make
0: the rules of the quiz work smart
1: not hard dude oh so can you true. open this for me oh I'm not tall you're standing right here can you reach it off the top shelf or I can climb my ass on top of the fucking counter and get it myself I can do it I'm not saying I can't but like can you help me
0: yeah. So Fuck. two. I hate this already. Two. I hate. this Which already. of these footwear would you wear? Oh, this is fun. One oh. stilettos.
1: You know.
0: Two I mean, I boots. Like bomb. Uh, yeah. Probably. Three boots. gladiator sandals. No. Four creepers.
1: What are creepers?
0: Um, they're like these like uh like Vans type shoes. No, oh, probably not. Though. Loafers or sneakers. So. Well, for sneakers, gladiators, you would wear boots. Yeah, I would wear boots. Yeah.
1: I literally just bought and I've worn boots for the last, like, week. I won't take them off.
0: When you knock your pinky toe against something, you, one, put ice on it. Two, scream and cry immediately. (laughs) Three, wait for the pain to go away calmly. Or four, don't even treat it like a big deal.
1: I will wait for the pain to go away. I will... I don't know if I'd scream and cry. You wait for the pain to go away Yeah, because literally the last time I stubbed my toe, I can remember where I was. I was at Christina and Matt's house, and I fucking... I, like, really rammed my toe into their daughter's little, like, Mm -hmm. step ladder thing where she can, like, be at the counter. And Jessica looked at me and was like, Oh, my God. That was so... That hurt me to hear that. And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> and I just went down and didn't say anything and just laid there and held it and she was like she stood over me she was like are you okay and I was like no no it's me right now so I think I'd just wait for the pain so to go so you waited away.
0: calmly a sad scene in which kind of movie would make you cry one an animated movie two a tragic movie three I've never cried watching a movie or four romantic
1: and animated all the way. Yeah. I have cried at almost every single animated movie.
0: They're also They're good. all
1: so bad. Have you seen Coco? Not that yet. shit will fuck you up. <laughs> Inside Out? Why would they do that? Bro, they've started with Lion King, and they just keep, they keep wrecking us it. emotionally since, and I don't know. Bambi? Fuck.
0: Samantha. Yeah. When you... Have you
1: seen Up? Yes. Get out of here. I... I cried within the first five minutes, and if you don't, you are something's wrong with you.
0: When you hear a loud noise in the middle of the night, you... One, I'd bring someone with me to check. Two, go and check where it came from. Three, ask someone else to check. Or four, hide under your covers.
1: But this implies that you're with someone at all the time. No, not
0: necessarily, because you do have the option of you just go and check.
1: Oh, that's true. Okay. Um...
0: I would hide under the covers one hundred percent of the time. Would you
1: I would go
0: Go I would bring
1: someone I would go, but I would want someone to come with me if there was someone there. Power in the masses.
0: Absolutely. Which of the following scares you the most? One, insects, two, heights, three, clowns, four, none of these. And it's got a picture of Eminem's Not Afraid album. (laughs) (laughs) That one. Um, None of those. I'm
1: not afraid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> to take sand Um listen, I am not afraid of any of those. I mean, heights have gotten me a little bit more since I'm older and like have a weaker stomach and I get vertigo, but I'm not afraid of them. I'm just oh. I know to avoid them if possible.
0: You see a huge insect on the wall. You one, ask someone to help you get rid of it.
1: No.
0: Two, hit it with whatever you can find. Yeah. Three, run away and hide. No, <laughs> that is you. Four, <laughs> literally that's me every time mm-hmm. there's a bug. Four, catch it and release it outside.
1: Oh, That was that's you in Florida. Me. That's me, yeah.
0: I feel like you're more of a squisher in Michigan and a releaser in Florida.
1: Well, no. Well, here's the thing. You thought I was releasing them. So we had a lot of cockroaches in Florida. Mm-hmm. Big ones. Palmettos. Palmettos. I... I think Skylar thought I was letting them go, but I was just taking them out of the house and then killing them so that they couldn't get away. Like, the first step was oh. remove them from the vicinity and then smash their brains out on the concrete.
0: And I thought you were out there releasing the bugs back Why in the Why would
1: I? Wild. No, I would not release a cockroach back in the
0: wild. So but you... other
1: bugs I do, like spiders and stuff, if like they're real big or they need so to be So you hit relocated. it with
0: whatever you can find essentially Wait.
1: read the two again that i'm so ask someone
0: to help you get it hit it with whatever you can find run away and hide or catch it and release it
1: i'm a catch and release unless it is fucking cockroaches
0: yes cockroaches can die
1: but i'm not afraid of cockroaches literally we talked about that a long time but any for our new listeners george my husband and skylar
0: petrified the
1: masculine of the household Would literally scream and like get on the couches. Every time the I- video evidence that I have of you when there was cockroaches either in the bathroom or like oh my near God, you, I completely. Forgot I have about a that. video of you standing in our bathroom with a shoe on your hand, with a dress shoe on your hand, <laughs> yes. like literally having a panic attack. And I was like, "You get it, you get it." I was it's, like, "I can't." It's I can't. your bathroom. You get it. You're like, "I can't." <laughs> George was the same way. He'd be like, get it, get it, get it, you get it. And I'm like, what? It's
0: all right. George and I chasing bugs around the house with a vacuum cleaner. So, which career would you have no problem doing? One, cop.
1: Did you (laughs) imagine me as a cop? No. You have the right to remain sexy, silent. Silent.
0: Two, professional wrestler. (laughs) Three, a butcher. For personal trainer.
1: Would you be the best at or the worst at?
0: I said, which career would you just have no problem doing? Like, you'd have no problem just trying this out and doing it.
1: Give me my options again. Cop. Okay.
0: Professional wrestler. Okay. Butcher. Uh-huh. Or personal trainer.
1: Probably personal trainer.
0: That's the lesser of the evils,
1: I feel like. Maybe wrestler would be next. <laughs> okay. Could you imagine...
0: Yes, I can. Literally. Which ailment would force you to go to the doctor? (laughs) One, a sore throat. Two, a slight fever. Three, high fever. Or four, suspected fracture.
1: suspected fracture.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Who can afford to go to the doctor for a fever? Yeah. Hello, fellow American listeners. Yeah, I
1: was like, um, yeah, no, not us.
0: At a haunted house with your friends, where would you stand in line? One, I don't care. Two at the front, three at the back or four in the middle. I'm in the middle.
1: Yeah. Uh, um... I'll I'll just, I'll say in the middle, I love haunted houses, but I do get really scared and that's the fun part about
0: it. But Mm -hmm. how often do you exercise every day? Never Ugh. three once every week or every other week or four, a couple of times a week.
1: Currently, I'm at a couple times a week. A couple of times a week. Okay. No, again, going back to the beginning of the podcast, that's subject to change at any
0: point. Do you have kids, yes or no?
1: Uh, by marriage.
0: I'm Yes. What's your favorite part of going to a theme park? One, I hate going to theme parks. Two, taking photos with mascots. Three, eating snacks. Or four, going on the rides so one hate them to take photos with the mascots three eat all the snacks and four go on the rides probably eat all the snacks
1: i don't know I feel i'm gonna like go on the rides. i would go on the rides change that to go on the rides yeah
0: that's the best part
1: it is the best part and, and i do love snacks
0: 14 out of 15 <laughs> would you rather pick truth or dare it says okay but i'm sorry so truth or dare and then here are the four options i don't want to play <laughs> two i pick dare three I'll do both. I don't care. Or four. I pick truth.
1: <laughs> I like both. That's what's fun about truth or dare. If you have someone that only picks only dare picks or only picks truth, it's boring. That's not fun, yeah. That's the fun of truth and or dare. Here's the
0: final question.
1: Oh god. Wait, what is this quiz for again?
0: It says, How tough are you? Oh, okay. I didn't How vet the question, so I okay. it was a surprise. Yeah. Question fifteen. Finally, who's your favorite tough guy? One, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Two, Vin Diesel. No. Three Sylvester Stallone or four Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: I mean, definitely The Rock.
0: Yeah, Dwayne Johnson.
1: I mean, listen, out of those fucking, yeah, The Rock okay. is the least problematic, I think. Oh my god. Maybe Vin Diesel. No, I feel like Vin Diesel is problematic. You can't make that many movies just based on how fast cars go and not be problematic. Arnold Schwarzenegger is problematic for obvious reasons.
0: I'm very tough. Yeah. So you got well, very when tough. When you say
1: it, it doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs> very tough. <laughs> I'm so You are tough. 100% tough. Whoa, you've got everything under control. So we're <laughs> not going to tell you what to do because Yikes. we're scared of you. Yeah, Remember to embrace your sensitive side every once in a while. Okay, no, thank you. It's okay to you. be vulnerable. It literally says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whoa, read.
1: Okay, um, uh, you
0: know. So that was today's episode.
1: Oh, wow, that's it. Great. So we um, found out you're tough. You know who's really tough?
0: Our fucking supporters. Our
1: supporters are, are so fucking tough and resilient for allowing us to Do make their to ear, ears bleed every week. Um, our tough little supporters are Sarah N, Julie C, Anna M, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S. Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Phil K., jesse d and david b thank you so much to our tough little cookies who support our podcast each and every week they support us it's a monthly support thing so it comes out monthly but you can support us for a dollar a month five dollars a month even ten dollars a month and you can do that by going to anchor.fm speaking of which if you listen every week and you want to support us you can just a dollar a dollar a month that's it and it's really helpful to us it makes us Feel like we're doing this for some sort of reason. We don't need it, but it's really, really appreciated. And for those who have been supporting us for a really long time, like you guys, seriously, like Skylar said, it really means the world for those core people who listen every week or support us every week or who engage with us in the discord or whatever. Like it really, really matters and makes a big difference. Um, if you want to support us and you can't or don't want to at this time financially support us, you can share this podcast episode or the podcast in general on a social media platform or with a friend. You can also go and help us by rating this podcast five stars on Apple podcast. I Mm -hmm. Um, That really helps us to push the algorithm and things like that. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Speaking of Witch. And yeah, maybe some things to improve. Maybe we'll have a visual component at some point.
0: We said that last year. We totally get that. Yeah. Here's the next year. Well, no,
1: we said that last year because we we did do a few visuals where we did interviews and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then we were like, well, we could do this every week, and then we asked the people who were listening, and they were like, we don't, no. we don't want that.
0: <laughs> but I you will, said no. But I
1: will say that like I used to post the episodes on my YouTube channel, and because I really pulled back a little bit from making videos on my own, like the only thing that was ending up on my channel was ev- like the same thumbnail of us like over and over and over again. And I was posting these episodes. And so I stopped posting them on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and there's a few people that have been like, why don't you post the podcast anymore? I thought it was gone. So there were people that were listening on the visual platform. So I'm sure they would listen if there was visuals. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Probably nothing will happen. <laughs> so you're fucking welcome. Bye everybody.
0: Bye. Bye.